Hello and welcome to episode 585 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, July the 8th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, continuing to look at the fascinating story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And this is an article from the Catholic News Agency, which was published back in 2009 entitled Our Lady of Guadalupe, Completely Beyond Scientific Explanation, says researcher. It was published on August 7th of that year, 2009. Researcher and physicist, Dr. Aldolfo Orozco, that's spelled O-R-O-Z-C-O, told participants at the International Marian Congress on Our Lady of Guadalupe that there is no scientific explanation for the 478 years of high-quality preservation of the tilma or for the miracles that have occurred to ensure its preservation. Dr. Orozco began his talk by confirming that the conservation of the tilma, the cloak of St. Juan Diego, on which Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared 478 years ago, and now as I'm recording this in the year 2023, let's see, that would be... 492 years ago, I believe, is completely beyond any scientific explanation. All the cloths similar to the tilma that have been placed in the salty and humid environment around the basilica have lasted no more than 10 years, he explained. One painting of the miraculous image created in 1789 was on display in a church near the basilica where the tilma was placed. This painting was made with the best techniques of its time. The copy was beautiful and made with a fabric very similar to that of the tilma. Also, the image was protected with a glass since it was first placed there. However, eight years later, the copy of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe was thrown away because the colors were fading and threads were breaking. In contrast, Orozco says, the original tilma was exposed for approximately 116 years without any kind of protection receiving all the infrared and ultraviolet radiation from the tens of thousands of candles near it and exposed to the humid and salty air around the temple. Dr. Orozco then discussed the tilma's fabric. He noted that one of the most bizarre characteristics of the cloth is that the backside is rough and coarse, but the front side is as soft as the most pure silk, as noted by painters and scientists in 1666 and confirmed one century later in 1751 by the Mexican painter Miguel Cabrera. Following an analysis of some of the fibers in 1946, it was concluded that the fibers came from the agave plant. However, noted Dr. Roscoe, the researchers couldn't figure out which of the 175 agave species the tilma was made from. Years later in 1975, the famous Mexican researcher Ernesto Soldi Polares said that the species of the agave was agave paputuli zac, Orozco explained, but we don't know how he reached this conclusion. Before concluding his presentation, Dr. Orozco made mention of two miracles associated with the tilma. The first occurred in 1785 when a worker accidentally spilled a 50% nitric acid solvent on the right side of the cloth. Besides any natural explanation, the acid was not destroyed has not destroyed the fabric of the cloth. Indeed, it has not even destroyed the colored parts of the image, Orozco said. The second miracle was the explosion of a bomb near the tilma in 1921. 
Dr. Orozco recalled that the explosion broke the marble floor and windows 150 meters from the explosion. But unexpectedly, neither the tilma nor the normal glass that protected the tilma was damaged or broken. The only damage near it was a brass crucifix that was twisted by the blast. He continued, there are no explanations why the shockwave that broke windows 150 meters afar did not destroy the normal glass that protected the image. Some people said that the sun, by means of the brass crucifix, protected the image of his mother. The real fact is that we don't have a natural explanation for this event. Dr. Orozco thanked the audience for listening to his presentation, excuse me, and closed by reassuring them that Our Lady visited Mexico 478 years ago, but she remains there to give her love, her mercy, and her care to anyone who needs it, and to bring her son, Jesus Christ, to everyone who receives him. And so ends the article. So there is no doubt there have been so many scientific inquiries into the miraculous image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. The scientists are dumbfounded. They have no explanation for what took place. It is undoubtedly miraculous. Our Lord worked a miracle through Our Lady, through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe and some 10 million Indians, Mexicans were converted at the time. And Mexico was a very Catholic country for quite a long time, of course, There have been persecutions of Catholics since then, and Mexico, just like every other country on the face of the earth, is faltering in its Catholic faith. How do we get back? Well, we turn back to Our Lady. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Also, of course, under the title of Our Lady of Fatima, for which this show is named. Our Lady of Knock. I had the privilege of visiting Our Lady of Knock Shrine in Ireland. Our Lady of Lourdes. Our Lady of Akita. There are numerous examples of the Blessed Mother appearing, which have been approved by the local bishop. And that's how you know they are authentic. If the local bishop signs off on it, it is authentic. I know there's a lot of controversy with alleged apparitions. And I say alleged because Our Lady of Medjugorje, for instance, as well as others. Uh, I know Bayside was found to be uh, not true. But Our Lady of Medjugorje, a lot of people, I know people who say they've gone and after being there, they had a devotion to praying the rosary. Their faith life was changed. They came back to mass. They came back to confession. But the local bishop there in Croatia has not signed off on it. Same thing for Garabendal. The local bishop has not signed off on that either. So I would tell people to stay away from any sort of devotion to Our Lady of Medjugorje or uh, Our Lady of Garabendal because the local bishop hasn't proved it. And how would you feel if someday it comes out that, you know, yes, this was a hoax or this was in fact demonic? Dr. E. Michael Jones wrote a book um, about the alleged apparitions of Our, Our Lady of Medjugorje. And there's a lot of creepy stuff going on um, with Our Lady of Medjugorje. I believe it's uh, there's some sort of demonic aspect to it. But Our Lady of Guadalupe, certainly, 
uh, has the church approval. Our Lady of Fatima has the church approval. And you don't have to give divine and Catholic faith to any approved Marian apparition. I think it would be unwise to do so because when it's approved by the local bishop, I, I think that it's a sign that our Lord wants deeper devotion to his mother and it brings people into a deeper practice of the faith. Now, some instances like Medjugorje or whatever, people say, yes, my, my faith was deepened. That might be the case, but we have to watch out for these little seductions. You know, it's not going to be 100% obvious when the demons are trying to play mind games with us. That's why we have to think with the mind of the church. It could be that in one of these apparitions, it's 99% uh, in accordance with what the church teaches. But then there's that 1% that's off that could lead us into heresy or schism or not thinking with the mind of the church. And I know with Medjugorje, a lot of uh, uh, priests and people associated with that have been very disobedient to the local bishop and have not been living upright moral lifestyles. So think with the heart of the church. And my advice, again, if an apparition is not approved by the local bishop, don't lend it any, any credence because it could be at the least, a colossal waste of time for you and, and maybe something that's actually dangerous. But of course, Our Lady of Guadalupe is approved, Our Lady of Fatima approved by the church as well. I would like to conclude by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. I'd also like to mention episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which we talk about RPM. RPM, an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers, just like sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf. RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers. My beloved niece, who's also my god my goddaughter, I have two beloved nieces who are also my goddaughters. But one of my nieces, Brielle, is a non-speaker. Before RPM, we didn't even know her favorite color. It's roughly at the age of eight. Since then, we know that she's a comprehensive genius. She can compose music. She's skilled at mathematics. She even knows other languages. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met. We would have known none of that were it not for RPM. So please get that website out there. Tune into those episodes of Our Ladies podcast because communication is a human right. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Um, we've been doing a bit of a detour. Well, not really a detour because of course we're talking about Our Lady, but under different titles, but we've been talking about Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of Guadalupe and we'll continue to do so for the next several episodes. Goodbye and God love you.